0: Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Wednesday, the 18th of April, and it is Mom Strong International Day here at the podcast. We're going to be going through just a little bit of the highlights uh, from last week, week two, and a little bit from this week, week three. We are in the middle of a series called Gird Up. Girls, strategies in spiritual warfare. We're also going to be talking about some of the things that are happening in the news that you need to know about. So stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. So I want to start off today um, by just, well, first of all, I'm going to let you know uh, I have a really wonderful uh, mom coming on the podcast with me uh, on Friday, this Friday. So a couple days from now. And she uh, was a witness to a shooting. And she has an incredible story of hope and healing. And I hope you guys will tune in for that. Her name is Jenna. I'll link back to that uh, in the show notes. But for right now, we're gonna focus a couple of things. I'm gonna uh, start out by just encouraging you today, Wednesday, is the day that I talk about the Bible study. I I try to do current events and also give you a little bit of a snippet of what we're doing. If you're not a member over at MomStrong International, I just wanna encourage you to do that. We are seeing incredible things happening uh, through that ministry. Moms who are forming MomStrong groups who are meeting at Their local Starbucks, they're meeting in their homes, they're meeting at churches. They're, uh, God's doing something uh, through Mom Strong International. And I, I want to encourage you if you want to know how to engage the culture around you, how to be strong in the Lord, and how to pass that strength on to a new generation, uh, Mom Strong International was founded and created for and prayed over for you. And one of the reasons why is because we're living in a culture of uh, biblically illiterate Christians, people who don't know the word of God. And we're seeing a, a real push across this country uh, with an ideology that is opposing really to the things of God in so many ways. And just yesterday morning, I read an article that came out, I think relatively early. My son is uh, had uh, was getting ready to leave Bangkok, uh, heading to the Ukraine uh, as going with uh, Youth at the Mission. And we've been talking with him about what God's doing in his heart as a uh, young man in his 20s. And it takes a long time, doesn't it, to mature uh, in the Lord. It takes a long time of, it takes years of study and years of just saying, Holy Spirit, show me what you want me to do. Lord, work in my life. Uh, teach me your word, help me walk in your ways. And yet we have a whole bunch of parents uh, right now and have for the last probably 25, 30 years who have let the left the job of educating their children uh, up to educators and that was never god's design. It is certainly not his design for uh, christian families And I read an article in the newspaper the other day uh, I told you guys about battle of the books uh, last week and we're starting to see more and more uh, people getting out and uh, Talking about that and I I've, I've even heard from a school librarian. who was like, what do I do and I said Stand up just say. Oh, yeah, and we're sorry We're not going to actually do battle of the books this year because this is a battle for ideology This is not a battle about reading and uh, and being able to understand and comprehend. This is not about reading comprehension. This is about ideology comprehension and transgenderism comprehension and taking it to an extreme that it was never meant to be in the 1940s when that program was first instituted. The same thing is happening in our schools. The same thing is happening uh, in our churches. It's definitely happening in Alberta, Canada, where my husband and I just spoke uh, at Red Deer, got to meet hundreds and hundreds of you who are struggling with what's happening in the culture, but you know it's exciting to me, well, A, this is a great time to be a Christian. <laughs> it's a great time because you guys know the Lord of Heaven's armies, the one who spoke the world into being, and you have the hope inside of you because of Jesus that an entire nation is looking for. And I just wanna encourage you, don't lay down your sword. Don't lay down your sword. When we talk about the, the armor of God, uh, we're called to put on the whole armor of God and we sort of step into it we've been talking about this in the bible study we sort of step into it like the iron man steps into his suit right if you guys have ever watched uh, iron man he doesn't like put on his boots and then you know figure out his helmet no he steps into that suit and it just goes do 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 right and it buttons him up and zips him in and protects him and that's how the armor of god is meant to be for you to put it on in such a way that you step into the whole armor of god But what I'm noticing is that many Christians today are setting down the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, because we believe that the world won't listen to us if we base our argument on scripture. And uh, men and women of God, listen to me. Your argument is found in scripture. Your belief uh, in God and your uh, seeing his work in your life is rooted in the promises that we have in the word of god and so we don't want to lay down the sword of the spirit so here's kind of an interesting and i'll move on to the the bible study in just a second but i i read an interesting article uh, off of nbc news and now it's everywhere and you've probably seen it by now but it says that washington dc is deciding right now if they're going to let 16 year olds vote for president in the next election so in 2020 washington dc is saying you know what we think 16 year olds should vote uh in the election uh is that a good idea they said this is a move to lower the voting age and it has been given a fresh push by the activism of teenagers across the country after the Parkland High School shooting. All right, there's a million different things that I could say about this, but the main thing that I wanna say is, this is the worst idea ever. <laughs> this is the worst idea ever. Yes, let's give a bunch of kids who don't understand the ramifications of their vote and who have likely been heavily influenced by propaganda in the school system to vote in the next election. Uh, it's a terrible idea. I do appreciate NBC News for asking if it's a good idea or if it isn't. And uh, somebody said to me, well, we are allowing them to uh, to enlist in the military. Uh, not at 16, we're not. <laughs> we, we're allowing them to drink. Not at 16, we're not. Uh, you know, what's interesting to me about this also is parents have been locked out of their lives of their children in the medical field, starting at about 13 here in Washington State. You're very, very young. When the state tells parents that they no longer have access to their child's medical records, they literally lock parents out of it. And now we're saying that these children who have been largely educated by a, a secularized, anti-God, anti-parent uh, establishment, now we're talking about possibly letting them vote. Because you know, if you can't get enough illegal aliens to vote, maybe we can get the sixteen-year-olds to vote. Maybe that'll do. Maybe that'll do what we're asking. Uh, what we want it to do, which is to push a radical ideology. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm gonna keep encouraging you not to separate what's happening around you in the political world or in your churches from what God says in his word. We apply the word of God, not just to our church and not just in our devotional life, but we, we should be applying, like God said, we should be applying his word to every aspect of our lives. We don't wanna lay down the sword of the spirit. We don't wanna lay down uh, what we what we learn uh, in the Word of God and assume oh that's only for church that's not actually for the for the world around us it's not true the Bible says in Ephesians six verse fourteen stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place with the breastplate of righteousness in place and I believe. That the reason that we're seeing so many Christians struggling to live a life of victory today is because they don't understand the key elements of spiritual warfare. So the first element is a simple acknowledgement that there is a battle, and we'll be talking about this on Friday with my friend who uh, who witnessed a shooting uh, on the uh, on the eastern well over near the eastern seaboard in Maryland. And so we've got to recognize that we haven't that, that we're in a battle. And the second is just once we know, okay, we're in a battle. We need to learn how to engage the enemy. And Satan is strategic. And like I've said a hundred times over here, if you're not studying him, he doesn't care because believe me, he's studying you. And unless you gain the knowledge that God has for you in his word, you're not gonna have any hope of success against the devil. And the prophet Hosea wrote about the importance of having this knowledge a long time ago. I'm gonna encourage you guys, get out your Bibles, look up Hosea chapter four, verse six, write it down and get back to me and tell me, uh, tell me what you're reading. Because God has given us promises. The Bible tells us Satan has declared war on God's children. And since this is a war, it's time that we dress for it. Now, I, I just said this a minute ago, uh, and I want you guys to recognize that Paul's instructing us to put on the full armor of God. And part of us putting on that armor is teaching our children to put on the armor of God. How many of us go out onto the battlefield uh, n- not prepared or ill-prepared for, for battle? And we can't keep doing that anymore. Uh, partial armor is not going to cut it in our battle with the devil. I want you to picture yourself, like I said a minute ago, stepping into the armor all at one time, never hesitating to figure out a buckle or a strap. Why? Because you're ready. And once and as uh, as we're learning here at MomStrong uh, for the month of April, and also again in May, um, we want to be figuring out how to put that armor on all at one time, and it's crucial that we also learn how to use it all at one time. We wanna learn how to use the armor of God. Romans one twenty tells us uh, that God is real and that we see him in creation. Do you see that, you guys? You have the belt of truth. And when you have it, you're ready to say no to the devil's lies because why? You know the truth. You know that you're in Christ. How do you know him? You spend time with him. You spend time in his word. You're on your knees in prayer. You're reading your Bible and listening about him um all the time as we as we study the word of God and it's so important men and women for you to be able to do that. I want you to think uh for just a minute about your identity in Christ. And this is why I I keep you guys appraised of the news and we talk about things that are happening in the culture. You know, I keep hearing Christians say well uh Christians shouldn't talk about the news and it's so depressing and you sh- you know we want to be we always want to be uh positive and I agree. We should definitely be positive. I love Uh, Bob Goff's new book everybody always talking about how god's love is for everyone and it is his love is for everyone And so our love should be for everyone But our love should not be for everything and when someone shows themselves to be an enemy of god We better buckle up and get ready for battle. We want to take hold of our identity in christ It's an important aspect of, Of the belt of truth we put on the truth of who we are in christ If we have any hope of standing against the attacks of the devil because when the devil attacks us His arrows pierce down deep and they often start at the level of our identity Right our identity in christ. The devil's going to try to tell you that you're not ready for battle that you don't have anything worth worth saying That you're not bold enough that you are too broken that you're not worthy of love that you're too far gone Uh that you that you have nothing to contribute and another way that the devil will work is to, uh, the opposite of that, obviously is to puff up our pride, right. And convince us that we're better than other people, because, you know, uh, we did a lot for the Lord and we didn't commit that particular sin. And, you know, we've stayed married or we've been faithful and we've done a lot for the Lord. And if that sounds familiar to you, listen, the enemy doesn't care what ditch he knocks you into so long as you're in a ditch. So you could be standing there trying to get your, trying to get your armor on, trying to get your battle on right in the enemy is gonna steal from you while you're trying to figure out that buckle and that strap. And he'll he'll sideline you because of pride, or he'll sideline you because of a of a of a wrong understanding of who you are in Christ. And the only way to know how to understand who you are in Christ is to get into and know God's word and to listen for the voice of the Lord in your life. So think with me today about some specific lies that the enemy has used to attack you. And like I've said before. Uh, Every single one of us has different weak spots. And I think that one of the ways that the enemy lies to us is by trying to draw our attention away from Christ and away from the good news and the centrality of the gospel message in our lives and in the lives of other people, and instead um, manifest himself by elevating non-essential doctrines and non-essential practices. We talked about this a little bit last week when we were talking about legalism and how devastating it is to our walk with the Lord. And so even when we focus on the truth, and the centrality of the gospel, Satan can still distort our view of grace, and that pushes us to legalism and self-righteousness, or really sort of a cheap uh, grace that is sort of characterized by this, oh, it doesn't matter, this attitude towards sin and personal holiness. And uh, I'm gonna encourage you today to to re- examine your life. Say, Father, is there anything in my life that's not pleasing to you? Is there anything in my life that I need to... Uh, bring under the authority of your word and confess it as sin so that I'm not hindered on the battlefield. So that when I recognize a bad idea, whether it's in politics or in our churches or in our schools, I'm not hindered. My view isn't clouded by sin in my own life. Do you guys see what I'm saying? So in other words, if if I'm harboring a private sin in my life, let's say uh, that I'm watching something on Netflix I shouldn't be watching, just hypothetically. <laughs> Let's say that uh, I've never struggled in my whole life with uh, watching something I shouldn't watch on Netflix. Oh, wait, that's not true. I have struggled because I'm just like the rest of you, right? I, I start watching something and about 10 minutes into it, the Holy Spirit's like, mm, mm mm girl, that is not for you. No, don't watch that. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. Whatever is good, whatever's right, whatever's of good repute, think about those things. And it's the Holy Spirit inside of me that hopefully I'm gonna listen to and turn that off. Why? Because what that's doing, my watching that, my allowing that sin in my life, even though it seems small to some people, by allowing that sin in my life, what I'm doing is I'm rendering myself ineffective on the battlefield. And then I go to speak up for something that I know was wrong, but that weakness and that sin in my life keeps me from being effective. And that's what the devil wants to do. And so I wanna encourage you, Uh, get off the bench, get onto the battlefield, recognize the power of the Holy Spirit uh, in your life and give him the authority to do the changing uh, in your life that needs to happen. He wants to do that. He will do it. He's good like that. He loves you. If you are not studying uh, strategies for spiritual warfare with me over at Mom Strong International, I wanna just encourage you uh, to do that. I wanna just encourage you, the scripture writing challenge is there for you. Uh, We have over 6,000 people now coming up on uh, 6,500 people over at MomStrong International who are studying the word of God with us every month. You can subscribe monthly and download the monthly studies or you can uh, subscribe and get an entire year at one time. Uh, But this is an incredible way for you to gird up and to know what God says in his word and then to get onto the battlefield. The Lord wants to do something powerful through this generation of mothers, you guys have an incredible influence and fathers uh, and a responsibility first to your own children and then to a world that's watching around you. So I'm gonna encourage you, get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. The Lord of heaven's armies is on your side. If you guys have a question that you'd like to see addressed here at the podcast, please shoot me an email, podcast at podcastatthebusymom.com. If you have not yet gone over and reviewed this podcast and left a a review for it over at iTunes, I would love it if you would do that. Uh, Those reviews help the podcast kind of grow and be seen by more people. You can just go to iTunes, click on the little gear shift and hit review, in um, you can star the podcast and write a brief review same thing is true for becoming mom strong if becoming mom strong has blessed you If you've been studying the bible study, which by the way just went into its fourth printing So we're really excited about that over here My goodness, it would sure bless and encourage us if you would do that and one more thing before I go uh, We are getting ready to start the third quarter of classes for the first year at the homeschool resource center in vancouver, washington Many of you have been asking me about that and are interested in starting homeschool resource centers in your neck of the woods. And eventually we're gonna teach you how to do that as soon as we figure it out. <laughs> but I want you to check out what we're doing at Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. If you just Google it, Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center, you can see the classes, kind of what we're doing. We just did our first father-daughter dance uh, last weekend. It was absolutely precious. I was sad I missed it, but I loved being uh, in Alberta. But listen, you guys, God wants to use you. He wants to use your gifts and your talent and your family to uh, spread the gospel, to encourage people around you to to know Jesus and know how much he loves them and then to walk in right relationship with him. So I hope you guys are encouraged by what's happening here. I am encouraged by meeting you and I am praying for you today as, uh, as you get onto the battlefield for the sake of your family and for uh, the people around you that God says in his word he loves. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. And I'll see you back here with my friend Jenna on Friday.